Hey, welcome back to Back to Basic. I am your host, Danielle, and if this is your first time joining us, welcome to Back to Basic. Before we jump into this week's conversation, I wanted to quickly touch on something that I've been thinking about that I started thinking about while scrolling through TikTok because what else? I came across this video and it was a simple video of a man just talking to the camera, going through the 10 things that everybody needs to know. Kind of funny because it was this video where he was talking about these small, basic, relatable things, similarly to what we talk about in this podcast a lot of the times. You know, we talk to people who are doing different things, who are just making it happen, who are living their passions and just doing the damn thing. And there's always something in those conversations that you can relate to because there are so many basic things that we can all feel and see. And so he's going through this list and it had things like when everyone bends over, they have rolls or everyone has bad breath at some point in the morning. The stretch marks and the scars that you have are indications of where you've been and who you are and nothing to be ashamed of. And there's this one thing that he said that really hit me and took me a minute to process. And he said, if you saw yourself the way that others see you, you would be way more confident. And it's so true, isn't it? We are so much more critical of ourselves. I often say it, but I am really guilty of this. I can be a cheerleader for anybody in my life. And in fact, I love doing it. I love rooting people on, cheering people on, making sure everybody knows how awesome they are. I don't always do the same for myself. And I think a lot of us, and it doesn't mean that you don't love yourself, right? If you do this, you may love yourself, but everyone has insecurities. Everyone has things that they don't like. But chances are the people that are looking at you, that are interacting with you, they are not seeing those insecurities, You know, whether it's something as small as a pimple that just won't go away or something stupid you said or maybe you don't feel as brave or any of these insecurities or these things that you think are negative about yourself, nobody else is paying attention to it. And they're just seeing you as you and you are awesome. And the people who love you especially, the people that are around you and love you and support you and want what's best for you, they are literally just seeing you as that as you're awesome. They're not looking at your smile line or even noticing or caring that you gained 10 pounds during the pandemic. Like these are small things that we are so much more critical about and we all have those things. But if you just took a second to try to see yourself, how others see you, how others speak to you, you know, speak to yourself that way, I think it would really help. And Obviously, like I said, I'm very guilty of not doing it, but him saying it just kind of struck me for a minute and it made me actually sit back and wonder. Like I paused the video and I sat back and I said, how do other people see me? How do they see me? How do they see what I do, what I say, what I look like, who I am? And obviously, like I said, you know, there are some negative thoughts and those shouldn't affect how you see yourself. You know, there's two sides to it, but you should really focus on the positives of it. Focus on the positive ways others see you. And I guess, I don't know, the simple TikTok video really hit me, really made me kind of reevaluate how I thought of confidence and how I thought of being a perfectionist and how I thought of being our own worst critics, because we always are way harder on ourselves. And I know I'm very hard on myself. And I, it's a whole thing about learning to be nicer to myself. But I'm going to challenge you and me to, A, not let anyone's negative opinions of you affect the way that you think of yourself. Trust me, I have had it happen. It's hard. But you know who you are. You know your heart. And a lot of the times, the negative things that people are saying about you say a lot more about themselves. Because if people really knew you, they wouldn't say that. And the other part of this challenge is be nicer to yourself. But I challenge you and me to try to look at yourself the way in which other people look at you. Look at it through that lens. Because you may be fixating on your hair that's out of place in this photo that you want to post on Instagram. But 
the other people are just looking at how happy you look in that photo, how great you look, your energy. They're just happy that you were there with them. So I just challenge us to reframe how we look at it. And I don't know, I guess in overall working on self-confidence and self-love and I think reframing that might help a little bit. But anyway, just a little tidbit from TikTok that I wanted to point out. And maybe it resonates with you and maybe it doesn't. But definitely let me know what you think. Uh, As always, I want to know if you think that this basic thing is something that is helpful. (laughs) Pun intended. And speaking of puns, this week... There were quite a few puns in this conversation. It was awesome. I got to sit down with singer-songwriter Elizabeth Tryon. She is so much fun, so talented. She sings symphonic pop. She's a trained opera singer. And she reached out to me after hearing me on the radio, which was so cool. And our conversation was just the best. We didn't want it to end. We just kept talking and talking about music and life and lots of basic puns. And I really think you're going to have fun with it, listening to her process and how she got to where she is. And it's really inspiring if you're someone who wants to, I don't know, do something creative. You know, now I kind of want to go take singing lessons just because why not? So it was such a fun conversation. And I hope that you are excited to listen, and I hope that you are ready to get back to basic. Hey, Elizabeth, how are you? Welcome to Back to Basic. Hey, Danielle, thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. I am thrilled to have you here. So I'm just going to give a little background of how we connected. You actually reached out to me on my website. So how did you find me? First of all, I'm really curious. Well, I'd heard you on Star 99.9 um, because <laughs> I listened to it a lot. And so I was just, um, you know, I just wanted to reach out to you. I do that with a lot of people where I tend to just sort of, if I like somebody, I just call them or just email them. So you're actually really lucky that like I didn't call you um, probably because <laughs> I couldn't find your phone number. But, um, you know, so I just tend to like if I I just tend to reach out to people and say, hey, and I so I sent you. Uh, one of my original songs that I wrote. And then I say a second song that I wrote, because again, I, I tend to be persistent with people too. <laughs> and, and then you sent me this wonderful email and it actually got in my spam folder. So after all that, I then I like ignored you because I didn't even see the email. So then thank God, you know, I checked the spam. <laughs> and, um, but you just sent me this wonderful, gracious, kind email back and um, asking me to go on your wonderful podcast. So here we are. Here we are. Well, first of all, I love that you do that. That's such (laughs) a hard thing to do to reach out to people you don't know, like cold emailing, cold calling. I am so bad at it. I know networking is such a huge part of like just building your career, right? And like cultivating those connections. But I'm so bad at just like sliding in those DMs. And sometimes I do it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. But I just love that you go for it. That is just, (laughs) it's so admirable. I wish I could do that more. I want you to give us a background. Tell us who you are, tell us what you do, and then we'll just jump into it. I'm actually a pop singer songwriter, but I also am an opera singer. So I'm kind of like if Taylor Swift sang opera too. Love it. Um, so, Love it. Um, you know, a little bit different. Um, but basically, like I always say, I'm saying basically already. I say that a lot. We love so it. We love puns. <laughs> That's basically all this podcast is. It's so. basically <laughs> what it is. So basically, I just grew up listening to pop music. My mom listened to pop music all the time. So I just was this huge fan of it. And I was always always singing and I was always like kind of writing little melodies in my head and stuff. But then when I was nine, um, we had to sing like scales in school in music class. And the teacher had us like go into another room because she wants to be embarrassed if we sang. And so anyway, so um, she said to me, you're an opera singer. And I, I was like, what? <laughs> um, what, what? what? Um, so, but I mean, I wasn't like uninformed because I had seen Sesame Street. And so I knew what opera was. Oh, yeah. Like an idiot, you know, that just <laughs> didn't even know it, like an uncultured, like nine-year-old kid. But that was the only, you know, exposure I ever had to opera. And it didn't seem like anything that I would be. And she's like, you could be an opera singer when you grow up. And do you know anything about it? So she actually took us on a field trip because, you know, I grew up in the suburbs of New York City. So we went to um, the Metropolitan Opera in New York City. She took the whole class. And so I actually saw my first opera and I really, I didn't like it. I didn't really get it. Um, it was foreign language. It was just mm-hmm. sort of weird. It was just very like loud, people singing really loud. Um, and so I, was yeah. like, I don't know if that's 
me. I don't relate to it. But then when I was 14, I started taking voice lessons and we did this classical piece and I just loved it. I just felt like, Ooh, it just feels really good to sing that. Yeah. So I was like, I guess I am. Um, <laughs> and so that just felt really, really fun. And, and I loved it. So then I really got into classical music, like classical singing, um, went to conservatory. So I was, I was really into that. And that was kind of what I was doing. But at the same time, I always loved pop music is my first love. And also I was doing other things too. Like while I was studying opera, I did do some improv comedy at the New York Comedy Club, which was just super, super, super fun. It was like the most amazing, fun experience. So I did like a lot of different and did like some voiceover stuff. So I was always kind of doing more than just the classical singing, but I really wanted to do like sing pop music as well. And I was kind of like, thank God there were a few artists that do that. Kind of the closest I think is um, Josh Groban, you know, in the US that he kind of, he doesn't do exactly what I do, but um, he is classically trained and then he does sort of more mainstream music. But also there's a guy, Russell Watson in the UK. And he really inspired me because he kind of does sort of like rock songs and then he does classical. And so thank God there was like someone who had done it because it kind of gave me that permission to say, okay, (laughs) <laughs> I can do it. It's weird that like I'm waiting for this permission. Like, can I do that? Or am I even allowed to? So then I decided that I really, really wanted to make pop demo. And I knew I could sing a pop song. I felt comfortable singing a pop song, but I definitely didn't feel comfortable writing, even though I'd always kind of written in my head. I didn't want, I, I didn't want to like put myself out there as this is a song that I wrote because that just felt like too much, like too very much. vulnerable. Oh my yeah. God. Putting way, yourself way, out there way. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Way too vulnerable. Like, so I found this guy who was a producer. He said, sure. And he had a couple of songs. Um, so we could record a demo. And then there was one other person. I also just like looked him up and he had one pop song. So I had three songs. And then at the last minute, the other guy was like, no, I really, I want to use this pop song myself. So that was it. Like I now I have two. And it was sort of like, well, no, you really, really need to have a third song. The producer I was working with said, do you write? And I was like, well, no. Um, and yeah. I'm like, well, because he's like, we, I really encourage you to have a third, you know, and I paid for it. So I was like already out there and we paid for three songs. And I'm supposed to do it. And, and I was actually in a, a motel room because I actually traveled to see this guy. So I like meet him online and just go. And know, just go see him. A yeah. little reckless. Yeah. But um, I mean, he did, <laughs> a little he reckless. Like, it was a little, it was a, I mean, he was like worked out. kids and stuff, but it, it, it did, thankfully, you know, yeah. out, probably not like <laughs> no Tinder swindler here. Thing. But it was, you know, exactly. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so I was in this motel room and it was the night before because he was saying, like, I really would consider if you have anything, you should really do it. So so the night before and I was just panicking and I actually sort of had almost like a breakdown where I was just laughing hysterically and being like, who am I to write a pop song? That's just the stupidest thing ever or something like that's just for the cool kids to do or something. I don't know. Um, and so, so I was literally like, I could not stop laughing. I couldn't stop. And so finally I just, um, went with the song that I had just had for years, you know, that just was sort of in my mind. And at least I'd been to music school. So I was able to kind of write it down. I'm not good at music theory, but I was able to sort of write it down and Fortunately, I took secondary piano at music school. So I was able to kind of play it too. So he got the idea, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I was able to communicate it to him um, in some basic way. And so then so I said basic. There you go. See? <laughs> it's all about the basics here. That's what we do. <laughs> I can, like the basics of the song. And then yeah. and then he, you know, added all of his his magic to it. And it was so exciting. It was unbelievable to hear a song that I wrote and then I sang and it was real and I loved it. I just, that was, I was like, this is it. I mm. gotta do this. This is the most fun I've ever had. Um, <laughs> so yeah. that was how I decided that I'm like, well, I'm going to do both. Why not? And um, so that's what I, that's what I do. And so yeah. The songs I sent you were my two of my pop songs. And one of my songs um, that you haven't heard actually has been, um, it went to, it broke the top 10 on um, a test market radio chart. Oh my gosh. Um, the FMQB AC radio chart, which I'm sure you know, is the, mm-hmm. it's called Friday morning quarterbacking, which I just love that name. And it's, I guess, for, to see if a song does well on that chart, then it's predictive that it would do well, you know, on nationally. So I'm super proud. Of it. it broke the top 10 at number seven. So Wow. Um, really proud of that I got really 
That's huge. Thank you. That is so (laughs) awesome. So you sent me magnetic. Um, and then you also sent me the one for me, which yes. yes, And you wrote both of those, right? Yes, I did. I did. I I actually produced those two. You did did not produce fire inside. Yeah. I don't really recommend doing that. I did not want to do that uh, either. Um, (laughs) and I kind of got pressed into service for that. Um, I worked with a lot of amazing people though, who, who worked with me on it. So I can't say that I produce it all by myself at all but um but I was like sort of the primary person that was like okay put this leave this in take this out so yeah that's both awesome. of those are really my song <laughs> thank <Yeah>. you <laughs> you had a lot of creative control within that process oh, oh yeah <laughs> so yeah. when you record do you record locally like or do you record all over do you have a recording studio like what's the process like yeah I have um I basically record I said it again. I can't. Why? Um, <laughs> I say basically. Now it's going to be in your head. But <laughs> I mean, say that for him. Yeah. Every it's like it's literally like someone says to you, "Don't say like and don't say um," and then you can't stop saying I like can't and um. Ever stop saying that? No, I've just. Oh given no. Up on, oh. I don't even try. I, <laughs> I listen. Up on it. I say it all the time. I was, I was guest lecturing at uh, my old college, Iona. And one of the kids had asked me since I'm on air, they were like, how do you not say, um, and like, and the way I answered her, I, I literally <laughs> said, um, you know, and my friend who's the professor, he's laughing. And I said, obviously I don't do that. Cause like, that's just <laughs> the way that we speak. And like, I, it's just, it's, it's the natural like cadence of how we speak. And so she, she said, okay, that makes sense. I said, if you, the more you think about it, the more you're going to do it, just speak naturally. <laughs> and eventually like you learn how to not do it. Like I don't do it that much on air, but anyway, so now it's in your head and you're going to be like basic, 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 <laughs> basic, basic, because but, when you get down to the basics of it, when you get down just... to the basics of it, that's what we do. We get back to the basics here, it. Elizabeth. That's what we do. But to get back to the basics, <laughs> of recording your songs. So where do you do that? How is that process? I do that mainly now at PPI Recording, which is this recording studio in Manhattan. Um, It's in Soho and it's fabulous. It's this guy who's this engineer, Chip Fabrizi. He's been around for amazingly since the 1980s. I mean, he has just had this incredible career of working with just pretty much everybody (laughs) um, at some point. I know he's just incredible. Um, So he's just gone through like generations of musicians and he's just still going. And and, um, good for him. (laughs) Yeah. He's amazing. He's just wonderful. So I work with him and uh, then I work with like a bunch of different, different artists in Manhattan. So, I mean, basically when I start out, I just generally write the song on just my keyboard or on my piano, I usually write the melody first, um, and then I do okay. the chords, and then I do the um, the lyrics. Although sometimes there's only one song I did that I actually did the lyrics first, and then the melody came to me through that. But usually it's it's the other way around. Once I start, like I I wake up in the middle of the night with an idea, and then I have to like write it down, or just record it on my phone. I'm big on recording stuff on my phone if I have an idea. Mm. I mean, I've worked with a lot of amazing uh, pianists, but Uh, Matthew Ward is this pianist I work with in the city who's just phenomenal. And, um, but there's another guy, um, Jeff Calder, who is in Boston. Yeah. So then usually like we do, um, usually it starts with keyboards, which you're supposed to start with drums, but I don't usually Mm. do that. Um, (laughs) Really? You're supposed to start, is that because it's the beat and that's the way, like the tempo of the song? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you always have to know the tempo first. I'm really bad with that. Sometimes I, thank God, like, you can sort of change the tempo if you need to right. uh, with digital recording. Thank God, because I'm really bad at like picking what tempo. And then I'm always like, Oh no, it should be a little faster now that I hear it. And so, um, yeah, okay. I would forget it. If we didn't have digital, I would just be, I don't know. I wouldn't be able to. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. I mean, I get that though. I was in marching band. So I remember, uh, um, yeah, I did not play the drums, but we had to keep tempo while marching and I was always bad at it. I'd always be want to go faster than we had to. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so that's why when you said, when you said drums come first, I'm like, oh, that's so funny. Cause literally like in the marching band, like the drum majors are the ones who lead us and they're the ones who right. take us. So it's just yeah. so funny. And I feel like that speaks to a lot of stuff in life, right? Like pacing and like timing is so important. So tempo um, is everything. Tempo it's, is it's everything. everything. It's everything. And that's true in opera too. The conductor yeah. is the main, mm. you have to watch him. 
Yeah. That makes sense yeah. because yeah. in band we had our conductor, right? Like he was the one who would like, we had to watch him for like, just slow it. down. And like, we did this one Halloween piece and I got to scream. And so every time he wanted oh, me to cool. scream in between, he'd like point at me and I'd be like, yeah, it was my big moment. Um, I've always wanted to do that actually. I've always wanted to do scream. like a scream. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was I like, we, we did like, it was I a horror that. movie like oh, music montage situation. So it was like, wow. they're doing the theme to psycho. And then like, he would like oh point God. to us with his little stick and we just got to scream on stage. And I remember my mom in the audience, like did not expect that. <laughs> it was like, it was my big moment. Um, I'm sure you don't scream when you're in the recording studio, but when you're in there, you kind of wanted to, right. Yeah. You, should throw it, you should throw it into a song. It should just be like, would like to do that. I'll help you write it. It will be like the scream symphony and we'll just yeah. have screams all over. It could we'll be for like a Halloween theme. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, my a, favorite like a holiday. Thriller. I love, oh my gosh. So I love Halloween. Halloween is I my favorite. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 oh, it's the best. It's the best. We'll it's get into that holiday. in a sec. But I just want to get back to your process. So like you start with music or like drums and then you, do you lay down the music first and then do you put down your vocals? Like, what does that look like? Mm. Um, so I'll play something and then, um, and then I sing and then I usually just go back and revise stuff. So it's never okay. like just that clear because then I want up revising and changing stuff and, um, you know, it's ready for mastering. And then I find that mastering is really hard too, because it's kind of like, I don't know, you get it how I get it, how I like it. And then it's somehow it, the sound like changes a little bit with mastering and it's like, oh no, what, what happened? And then mm -hmm. I have to go back and figure out why it doesn't sound like it did before it was mastered. So how long is the process? Would you say like you write the song? Obviously I know that can vary depending on the inspiration and whatever, but you get into the studio, like how long does that typically take to, to sit down, record a song, produce it, do all that stuff? That's a good question. Um, I mean, it can take, I've had it where it took as little as three days, but mm. then I'll go back to it. So I can't really say it took three days because then I go back. And so then, and I might go back, several months later. So then it's hard to okay. say, right? Did yeah. it take like six months because I came back? Because you went back. But yeah, but one time, one song that that's like really sort of sentimental song, it came to me while I was actually in the, I was getting my oil change in the car. So I was literally sitting in the, yeah, like the most. <laughs> really? And then I, then I was in my car, which driving around in my car is also a really good way to get inspiration for me. Mm. For some reason, it just does it for me. Yeah. So yeah, anything Same. to do with cars, I guess. Mm -hmm. For you too. Yeah. 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 I mean, cause I feel like you kind of have like deep thought, especially if you're by yourself and in the yeah. car, yeah. it's like, yeah. it gives you time to reflect and think. And I do the thing where I'll like say things out loud to try and like oh, work I do that through something. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad, glad to know I'm not crazy. <laughs> yeah. I always thought it was like, oh, I'm on the radio and like, I'm in the car. And so maybe in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm talking on the radio, but like the, people have seen me like belting out songs in the car and I've gotten dirty <laughs> looks. And I'm just like, as a singer, do you do that? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, Yes. But okay. then also, if you have to warm up in the car and you're an opera singer, it's extremely mm. painful. But sometimes you have to because it gets really loud. And so oh. then you have like your hands over your ears, you know, because basically you're just screaming um, in the car. And, you know, the car is really, really. Yeah, like, yeah. And everything kind of bounces off the glass of the windows. And so it just comes right back at you. And so it's just intense. That's so interesting. Is that yeah. because the power that you need to that so you have yeah. as an opera so singer? Loud. It's loud. So yeah. I'm curious, like, did you, was that something you had? Did you learn how to do that? Like opera singers, I feel like you have to kind of belt in a way. Right. And I'm sure that that's damaging. Like I'm just speaking as someone who has no idea what I'm talking about, but I've heard through the years from singers about the different like techniques of breathing and, and, uh, head voice and all these things, you know, I'm curious, like how that feels. And did you learn how to do it? Did you have it? Like, what was that like? Yeah, we learn how to do it. That's the mm. things in the in conservatory that they teach you. Okay. And the first time you do it, well, belting is a little bit different than opera mm. technique. Belting is really done on Broadway mainly. So, ah. and it's kind of a different technique. So okay. um, for opera singing, the closest thing I would think to opera singing is gospel. It's that's sort of the similar technique. Mm. So these gospel singers that can really project, um, you know, that's, yeah. um, that's really um, opera is similar to that. And so we have to learn it. And then the first time that I did it, I just felt like I'd been struck by lightning and I literally um, couldn't even, I just got like one note out. And then she was like, okay, you need to sit down for a while. Um, and she's like, really? oh, that's what happened. Yeah. Like, because you kind of have to get used to that much energy just mm. moving through you um, because it's just, it's just a lot of energy. It just comes all the way up through your body. Um, it's really singing with your whole 
body. It's very different from singing. It's really like full contact singing. <laughs> um, <you know> it's, <laughs> it's just, full contact sport. Singing is full a full contact, contact sport. sport. It's really athletic. Oh One guy who he was a um, he used to be a professional football player, and then he got into doing opera, and he would get tired, and that kind of comforted me because you have to like build up to it, and he would get tired after like a few minutes and have to rest. And he's like, "But I'm in great shape." And my teacher was like, "Well, not for this. It's a different." you know, Mm. muscle, it's just different type of muscles than you used to play football, but it's still kind of like a sport in a way it's athletic. That's so interesting. Isn't that weird? Yeah. That is crazy. How does that feel? How does that feel to like, like you said, it feels like electricity and it's all through your body. How does it feel to like hit that note or have that moment where it's just, it's, and it's you like, what does that feel? I know that's probably hard to describe, but how would you describe that? How does that feel? It feels wonderful. It kind of feels like flying or Mm. it just because there's so much energy and you just feel like if if you're doing it right, you know, it feels easy. And um, so then it's just, yeah, I think it, I think it maybe feels like hang gliding or something. Not that I've Mm. ever hang glided, but um, (laughs) I probably already know. Yeah. I'd like to do that. And maybe it just doesn't feel like that way at all. And like some hang gliders like, hell no, that doesn't feel, but, um, (laughs) but but that's how it feels like soaring Mm. on this, on this energy. That's yeah. incredible. That has to be such a high. It's a really, it's a really hot. Yeah. And there's yeah. like a lot of oxygen kind of going. So you get really, really high. And at the other hand, like you can get really short of breath and you get used to being sort of out of breath mm. as a singer. And then one time I was on stage and we were kind of moving around and I got that dizziness. And I know if that dizziness keeps on, like I'll faint if it goes on and on. So I'm like, oh, okay, time to... <laughs> time to dial it back take a, a minute take yeah. a second um, <laughs> oh my gosh I never like fainted on stage or anything like that but um it was just like okay I don't want to do that yeah um, but it's but because they tell you like well you'll get out of breath but then you kind of can push past it you have a little bit more time mm. but you don't have all that much time. you don't have that much time if you run out of no right no. <laughs> want to kind of like disable that and keep going yeah then eventually you're gonna have to stop so wow or your body will stop so you're I mean you'll just like pass out so it's like don't don't yeah yeah <laughs> um yes. so you have this really? love of classical right of opera music and pop and you have this it's symphonic pop is what you call it that's what I call the songs that I write just because I wanted to yeah come up with something I to love kind it of describe doing both things so I kind of came up with that but it's really because I love um you know movie scores like movie soundtracks mm. I really love them I'm so inspired by them and I think they kind of are a combination of classical music because they're you know an orchestra plays them but they're also they also have this hook to them I mean or they have several hooks so and pop music is you know full of hooks and it's super simple and it just gets right down to being entertaining like right away it doesn't meander like classical music kind of meandered mm, mm-hmm. um and so yeah because it was written before people even had electricity and stuff so i mean people just were excited to like listen to music they didn't really they didn't really have anything else to, to right. do i mean so yeah they just wanted to go on and on yeah know? But, 100%. Um, but pop music just gets right to the point which i love kind of I the best that. of the world yeah yeah very hannah montana i love that that's like <laughs> So I, I drop pop culture random references. I, I, I apologize. <laughs> so you've written songs, you've transitioned a little bit. You still kind of do both, right? You still you still do the opera classic, but you do the symphonic pop. And is it just like one of those things where you just want to kind of do it all and do everything that you love? And and where do you think that's going to take you? Like where where do you want to see yourself? What's the goal? Well, I would love to. I'd love to hear my music kind of everywhere. I mean, I have this goal of like. What if I was walking down the street or in the subway or something and somebody started whistling one of my songs like <sighs> that I didn't know that was just totally random. I mean, that would just, I would be beside mm. myself. So, you know, wouldn't that be amazing? Oh my I, God. Incredible. And yeah. So, um, <laughs> so I really want to get yeah. my songs everywhere. And then I kind of always wanted to do something where I'm like on, on TV or on some kind of show. And I sing like both pop and, and classical, you know, kind of like in the same time. I just sort of like transition. Yeah. So just like the goal is just to keep going, doing what you love and getting out there more. Getting out there more. Yeah. 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 So when you had that song on on the radio, like when you, when they tested it, did you hear it? Like when it was, when it was on? I didn't actually hear it on the radio. (gasps) I know. Cause it was in all these different markets. It was Uh, like South Dakota and Mm -hmm. yeah, like so many different places. And I was able to see like where it was and stuff. Okay. And unfortunately I never did, but that would have been just ridiculous crazy yeah crazy oh yeah yeah one day you need to like manifest it you have to like exactly it's gonna happen yeah you know you gotta just keep like saying it out loud 
same yeah. with getting on TV. And, and what about like, I mean, with the pandemic, right. Things have changed. Oh, um, have you sing in, have you sing in that's not a word. Have you sang <laughs> professionally professional talker here? Uh, <laughs> have you sang live like since, have you done any shows, any concerts, any performances? I've like done concerts that are online concerts, which is kind fun. Of yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a whole like genre unto itself now is like Seriously. online concert. Yeah. And, um, and so, so yeah. And it's kind of a little bit difficult, but it's, it's really amazing. And um, yeah. And then like in one of them, I was singing like outside and, you know, and that was really cool. Cause you kind of can do things that you don't usually do, you know? And um, yeah. So it's kind of like opened up a whole new way of doing things. So the online concert is big, but also um, releasing videos. I mean, I do have, my YouTube channel where I have a bunch of videos, but I should definitely do more because mm-hmm. it's super fun to do videos. So, it is. Um, it's a whole yeah, new world really with videos. Like, oh my gosh. And green TikTok and this so, and yeah, oh my gosh. Just oh my gosh. My niece is like TikTok famous. And I'm like sending That's her so videos cool. that I'm editing. I'm like, how does this look? I'm like, That's Gen amazing. Z, how does this look? Um, <laughs> literally, like, because she'll be like, she's always the one who's like, we need to get you on TikTok. We need to get you doing these things. <laughs> And I'm like, I need you to teach me. And meanwhile, my 10 year old niece, her younger sister is like <laughs> doing it. Like she's been doing it. Forever. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. I, know, I, see, I admire that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Gosh. <laughs> but like we were saying at the beginning, right? Like it's a whole new world. Technology yeah. is right yeah. there to allow us to do so much. It allows us to connect. Exactly. It allows us to create. And I just feel like it's one of those things. And, and I'm curious how, what you think. If you want to write a song, if you want to be a songwriter, you can do it. If you want to be a radio host, you can do it. You want to be a video filmmaker. So I'm curious, like for you, what would your advice be for someone who wanted to get into it? Cause like traditionally I feel like it's a little harder, right. To get into music professionally. Um, but now there's so many resources and what would your advice be to someone who just wanted to go for it? I guess basically just go for it. Um, (laughs) Hey, it's um, easy. I think the feeling like that everyone's everyone's kind mm. of the same boat like everyone's making it up as they go along like who is anybody to write a pop song or who's anybody to be on the radio you know I mean mm. it's like yeah who oh, are absolutely. we to do it like well we're just the ones who are doing it. I mean so it's like just just go um yeah <laughs> which is easier said than done sometimes but and I just would advise like literally just call people um because a lot of people I think are willing to help and they want to help and it's just a matter of asking them so people mm. wrong by just asking. And I mean, I usually I've never really had it go really badly by just asking. I mean, usually people are pretty, are pretty nice. Like, I mean, either they just won't get back to you or, you know, usually they'll, they'll be polite at least. Yeah. Pretty much everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I've either gotten ghosted or I've just gotten like a polite response. Like either if people yeah. are not going to re- want to do it, they probably won't respond. But like, if people yeah. are interested, you'll probably get a response in some, yeah. in some capacity. And like, they're never going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe you asked me to, I don't know. <laughs> well, I, yeah. Gonna- Would you, so for, in that vein, right? Like I know if, if people who want to be on the radio or like who ha- want to talk to me about it, like I'm always so happy to talk to someone and talk them through it. And like, I'll, you know, I'll be honest and I'll be like, it's hard. And like, you need to work your way up and you need to do all these things that I'm still kind of working through too. But as someone who's in it, like, would you love to help other people? Like, I, I know a goal is obviously to keep going for yourself, but like, what would it be like to just help others and like mentor other singer songwriters? Yeah, I love it. I mean, I love when people ask me, mm-hmm. it makes me feel like I know what I'm talking right? about. Right? Like, oh my God, <laughs> me? No. <laughs> yeah. No, not me. So oh I love gosh. it when people ask. So I think, I think people just, you just know, go for it. Just ask. Like to be asked. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think because it's kind of an honor if somebody's asking, that oh, must yeah. mean they think that you know something. So, you know, I think you're kind of giving the person in a, well, in a way, I mean, I don't usually think of this, but you're sort of giving the gift because you're giving them the chance to help mm. somebody that that's sort of a new thought that I had. I really didn't yeah. think about that before, but you kind of are because yeah, absolutely. now they have, you know, an opportunity to do something. Right. Usually it's like, I mean, I love helping other people and talking to other people and, but it is so true, right? Like it's kind of, it is kind of flattering when someone's like, Oh, I want you to talk to me or talk it to is. like when I was asked to yeah. guest lecture at, at my college, I was like, why? And, and that's like, pretty Cause awesome. You, I mean. Cause you do this professionally. And I'm like, I do like, <laughs> it's like, really? <laughs> so, it's so amazing. But I think everyone feels like that. Everyone's like me, am I doing it? And right. I think everyone shares that same feeling. I think no yeah. matter how big they are, I think 
I don't know. I think that never goes away. Maybe. Yeah. I also think it's a good thing if it doesn't go away because it, it always yeah. means that you're aspiring yeah. for more and you're trying to grow. Like I don't yeah. think, and I'm sure you feel the same way. I don't think that I'd ever get to a place where I am like, I'm good now. I'm going to stop either right. doing it or stop doing yeah. like, you just always want to, and yeah. this doesn't have to be career wise. This could be in anything in life, but I feel like it's good to always want to grow and change and like better yourself. I yeah. think that that's yeah. just like who we are as people. I'm sure yeah. as a songwriter, yeah. right. You can probably <laughs> look at your first songs and then you yeah. look at your songs now and you're like, wow, like how much you've grown, how much you've changed. And you know, it's just, it changing is it change is good. And I think, yeah, that I know I'm the same us. way. Yeah. I'm the same way. Exactly. Exactly. And that's so good. Like when you look back and say, oh, that's, you know, quote bad, which is really not, but it's just like, that's like, that's how much you've grown. Yeah. You know? And that's so, exciting yeah. to get to do that and create like that in music. Like how cool yeah. you get to like write your story <laughs> and write your feelings and have other people listen to it and like relate to it. How cool is that? Have you ever yeah, had someone say like, oh, I listened magical. to your song and like, that was yeah. like, I got that. I felt that. Yeah. I had what, one of my songs, You Are Still Mine was made. I sent it into um, the radio headquarters at um, the Armed Forces Radio Headquarters, which I didn't even know they had. such. A yeah, thing. that's anyway, amazing. So they played it and they also, um, it got made into, um, it got used as a soundtrack for a video that was originally a Father's Day video. And, um, but it was heard by so many people in the Armed Forces, like hundreds of people. And then they wrote, to, like some of the people actually emailed me, which was amazing. And they were like, oh, oh your song like was exactly what I'm going through. Because it was about loss and being like separated from a loved one. And mm. so they just wrote these incredible, Really powerful things to me, and I was really blown away by that. Wow! I mean, that's so like humbling and just kind of almost magic. It's like I can't believe that. I can't believe that happened. Powerful, powerful. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the thing. Like we all, everyone's different, but we all have these. Here we go again. We all have these basic things in common. Yeah, and um, yes. So that's kind of why I I started this (laughs) podcast, right? Is to talk about like the things that we share, like the fact that you said, like, we're all just kind of like figuring it out and being like, what me? Like, no, who me? Like, yeah. Who me? Could I don't know be. what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> the fact that you get to create and like relate to people in that way, I think is so, so cool. It's one of the reasons like I love the medium of, of audio because yeah. we can talk and we can connect. And I mean, that's why I fell in love with radio. Cause it's like, Oh, all these people are listening and like, you know, we're connecting and you're either you know, maybe distracting someone from a shitty day, like your uh-huh. music, like maybe you're helping someone, maybe you're distracting them. Maybe you're helping them get through their last run or something at the gym. Like, yeah. it's just so cool to think that, that this can reach so many people and that your music could be, people could listen to your music while they're living their lives. Yeah. Well, it's like you talk to people in their car or you talk to people in the gym, right? And yeah, it's cool. <laughs> and that's that why I'm like, I love this. Let into the car. Yeah. Oh my exactly. God. I am the voice. They can turn it nice <laughs> <You> and loud. <laughs> but yeah, but they let you in. They want you in the car with them because, yeah. you know, you're like a friend to have with them. Yeah. Right. So it is and your music amazing. is like, a, it's like a pillow. You know, I feel like (laughs) it's like a pillow or like a blanket. It's one of those things that like we all just love and envelops all of us in some way. And um, I think, you know, songwriting is just so incredible. And I wish I wish I knew how to do it. I was I I only took did I take creative writing. No, I took speech writing once. That was not that helpful. But um, (laughs) you could do it. I did take an acting class once. I'll tell you that. Took an acting class. Yeah, I had to do like a whole monologue from uh, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Love and it, um, yeah, it. yeah, I'm telling everyone, I'm like, yeah, awesome. you know, I was an actor once, um, <laughs> you know, well, you gotta, of, I mean, you kind of are when you're, you know, radio personality, I mean, it's sort of the same. You're definitely a performer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah in a way it's funny. Oh, Cause like sure. I'm by myself, but I'm taught like, oh. I don't really think of it this way. Like if I'm in the studio by myself, I don't think that I'm talking to a lot of people. Like I know there are people out there, but I don't really think about it. Otherwise I'll be like, oh my God, all these people are listening to me, but um, it's just so cool. And I just love that you do this. And I'm, I'm so excited to see what you do next. And I hope that you perf- like you perform in person soon too. That would be so, so cool. Um, before we go and ask you a couple more questions here. Uh, so you had mentioned to me and this is total, we're about to go total left. Like I'm taking a left turn right now. Um, okay. That's fine. <laughs> so you said you had mentioned to me in one of our uh, emails mm-hmm. that you also had like a past life oh like reading yes. or something that's right that's right I did oh yeah God, I forgot about that. I was like yes. waiting I'm like we need to we need to end this we have this. To, let's go yeah, yeah 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 right 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 well I was just when you mentioned your you know experience of somebody saying that you were beheaded in a past mm-hmm. life and I just immediately 
related to that because um, <laughs> you're like, I yeah, me too. Hashtag same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, you know, nobody had ever, I just never heard anybody say, oh yeah, I had that experience. And mm. I was like, oh, I had that experience because I went to, I mean, I went to several psychics, but this one guy said that I was, uh, had like this terrible death, um, you know, in a past life and it was really horrible and like gruesome and stuff. And so I was just, I thought, oh my God. And I mean, really like, then they just expect you to what, go out and go yeah. about your day yeah. or something like that. I mean, there's like a support group, for, you know, because how, <laughs> yeah, am right. supposed, how am I supposed, what am I supposed to process that information? You know? That's then, so like, true. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with that? I know. What are you supposed, supposed to do with horrible. that? Right. And then yeah. it's just like, oh yeah, and, you know, and it's like, well, but you can't just say something like that and then just move. On. And that wasn't even the point of what he was saying. He just right. threw it in there as like a casual aside. I don't know if you're a person. Just yeah, they did. Like it was okay. very, it was it very random. Point. She was like talking wow. about my energy first. <laughs> and then she was like, you know, a lot of your energy is like stuck, like around oh. here. And then right. she was like doing it. And she's like, she's like, I believe that you were like beheaded in a past life. And so that's why <laughs> the energy stuck. And I'm sitting there like, excuse me. And then she says something about my wrists as well, like that I was tortured. And so like, I, I, my friend was like waiting for me in the lobby and I was like, (laughs) she's like, how'd it go? And I'm like, I think it was Marie Antoinette. Like, cause like I was beheaded. Like I was one of, you know, the musical six from Broadway. I was like, I'm the girl who goes beheaded. Like that's me. (laughs) And, but you're right. It's like, and then they're just like, okay, great. That'll be like $50. And I'm like, right. Yeah. What do I get and, for and that? Just, what do I they just do? Move on. Yeah. Right. They don't even and then just go on to the next person who was beheaded. I don't understand. Right. Right. So I think it's maybe more of a phenomenon. Like I think we're not the only ones that have been. Told you know what? I should like I thought I was the put only this one. out there. We should put this yeah. out there and we should see I, if anyone yeah. else has had this experience. I thought I was, it was just me. And then I heard you. I was like, oh, maybe well, yeah. This is something that happens. Like that's why when you messaged me about it, I was yeah. like, Elizabeth, I, I need to ask to you about this. Say it because yes. I just felt like somebody gets it, you know. And see, that's the thing with radio and stuff is that you feel like somebody gets it, um, or music. Ah, you know, like somebody, somebody gets it. It's true, like somebody gets it. Somebody like they, gets they it. have had this experience. They get it. I'm not alone. I'm not crazy. I'm mm. not weird. You mm-hmm. know, it's not just me. Um, yeah. So it's this yeah. universal. Like somebody knows what I'm. Somebody going gets through. it. Yeah. Somebody gets it. Thank um, God. Yeah. Seriously. Otherwise, we'd just be you know alone and beheaded and just. You know, <laughs> Maybe She's that should be a song, even. Alone and Beheaded. <laughs> the end. That's the song. I'll, I'll send you lyrics later. Um, <laughs> it's a whole collaboration. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I've always wanted cool. to like record a song. I was like, that'd be really fun. I, I kind of mentioned to you before we started officially recording. So in fifth grade, I won a solo on my chorus. I love it. Was, um, we did because it was around the year. Uh, it was the year after like 9-11 had happened. So we did oh like an American themed like patriotic. Oh, wow concert and I we did like you had a audition so everyone had to audition for our music teacher who was like this very talented singer and you know I auditioned all my friends like you should audition I'm like 10 years old I'm like I guess and so I did it and I'll never forget like they posted like a sign of who got it and I was too nervous to look at the list so I like ran away and all I remember hearing is like five of my friends screaming because my name was at the top of the list and I like I ran back because I thought something happened and they're like you're (laughs) right there and I was like oh my god but um it's so funny and this will lead me to like one of my last questions here when I did it right I was 10 and like I have never taken voice lessons and I had to lead the song. And it was like, when I tend to, here I go, when I tend to sing, um, <laughs> I'm more of an alto and, <laughs> but the song like dipped really low. Oh, so yeah. I was 10. Um, and so <laughs> I, I had a couple of friends who were like, then kind of, I don't know if they were jealous or what, but they like made comments about me singing and they were like, that's not that good. Like, you don't really know what you're doing. Like, yeah. And so like, I was like traumatized by this. Yeah. That's awful. Right. And like, to this day, like I'll have people hear me sing and they'll go, oh, you could like, that's good. And I'll be like, no, my God, like fifth grade, I had this whole, during my concert, like I came back, I was so happy. Like parents are crying. Cause it was a mean, like three other girls singing the solo. I was like wow. by myself. We all had a section and yeah. the friend, like literally as we're on stage is like, that wasn't the best you ever did. And I was like, Oh, so how do you deal with criticism yeah. and yeah. negativity, especially in a world where, you know, there's so many keyboard warriors and people can say whatever oh. they want to say. Like, how do you do. deal with that? And, and they, 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 and they do that. They would never say to your face. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Hopefully. They would. Yeah. Hopefully. yeah. Um, I hope they <laughs> hopefully. I know. I know. I agree. I agree. And it's so hard. I just try to like not read the mm. comments, which everybody says. And then I want to read, but you know, I really <laughs> try not to read. 
Um, fair, very fair. <laughs> try not to. And, um, and then, I mean, I, well, actually I used to be a lot worse with it. I used to be a lot worse. I played this little game with myself where I would say, where I take like a video or something that I really absolutely loved. And then I would look for like the nastiest comment that was made about it. And then I would think like, okay, but so does that mean like, I don't love it. Wouldn't I have loved to have written this song or have done this video right so what i do i still love it and it's like yeah i still love it and it's like do i agree with it so i kind of did this mm. little game with myself for kind of quite a while where i would sort of say like well they're in the same boat as i am i mean they wrote something that i like worship them for writing and then people say the same like horrible stuff to them so it's like well i guess if they're gonna say that to everybody i guess yeah. i guess there's no you know it's like i guess oh well i'm not alone Everybody yeah, you can't it. win again. It's, it's something yeah. like every they're, they're going to say that to everybody, no matter how amazing they are. Like, I mean, they insult like Paul McCartney for being like a bad songwriter. So it's like, okay. So if he gets insulted for being a bad songwriter, I guess it's okay. I guess like there's no way to be a good enough songwriter that like you don't get insulted. So yeah. The same way you with know singing, what? you know? Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I, like, people they, have something to say. That's it. They always, somebody's yeah. always going to say something just be, if they're having a bad day or whatever. But yeah, like Paul McCartney gets like called, like somebody's like, poor Paul McCartney, who really can't write very well. And it's like, okay. So there you poor go. Paul McCartney. Yeah, I've never heard Paul Parmac. What? Paul? Yeah. Like, poor, what did he ever Poor Paul McCartney? What poor do you mean? Paul, yeah, that was like somebody wrote that. And they were like a professional, you know, reviewer or something. And they were like, oh poor Paul, God. because what did he ever really do or something? Like, we all know Lennon did everything. And it's like, what are you? It's what? like, okay, he's one of four who like dominated and like changed the way that we listen to music. And like, I yeah. mean, come on, you're right. Yeah. I mean, people will say, so, people will always find something no matter what. Sure. Yeah. Even if they're making it up, it doesn't yeah. matter. They're <laughs> still going to say something. So it's like, well, no one's immune to it. Mm. I guess it doesn't mean as much. It feels like it means a lot, but it's like, well, it's kind of meaningless because yeah. They yeah. Just everybody. yeah, that's true. <laughs> Unless you're 10 years old and someone says this to you during your course oh, concert. No, but then, I actually know a lot of people who like someone insulted them when they were a kid. Yes. And they think they're not a good singer. This is so common, actually. And then really? like a wonderful. Yes. I know a lot of people because a lot of people kind of tell me about that. And they're often like really good. There'll be somebody who like is in a choir today or something. And you're like, yeah, but you're in a choir. So you can't be that bad. And they're like, no, but I never sing solo because I'm so embarrassed or I think I'm bad. Or whatever. And it's like, oh, wow. interesting. And these are usually really good singers, too. It's That's so interesting. Good. Yeah. That's really interesting. I, yeah. I, I was saying like, I want to take like singing lessons just for fun and like yeah. just see and so like to come over the sphere of like a 10 year old girl told me that I sucked on stage oh, absolutely. <laughs> and then just be like, watch yeah. me now. Um, and just be like, yeah, I know that's it. a lot of people do, but they tend to be good. Cause I think, I think maybe if you're like, it was like a really bad singer, then you kind of be like, Oh, I was singing fabulous, you know, but it's like the people that are good are kind of like worried about it. Like, mm. Oh, was that, that wasn't quite as good as the last time I did. They're like a little more perfectionist. Yeah. Oh, you know? listen, so, I'm a perfection. I'm a recovering perfectionist. I'm not even recovering. I'm like currently. Yeah. In it. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my God. I'm always like, this could be better. Like literally right now I'm watching my time and I'm like, Oh, we're going over, but it's fine. I'm going to like edit and it's great. But I like, I'm a perfectionist. It's just part of what I do. And I'm sure for you as well, like you said, you go back to yeah. songs and you, oh, all you know, time. Oh my gosh. But, um, it's just part of, it's a part of creating, I think a little bit, it's just like, yeah. you always want to put your best self forward and your yeah. best stuff. So I and just it can be it can be it hard because it, it can be like oh I yeah. gotta stop now and it's like oh, oh my so gosh so yeah I I've, I've been trying this thing with the uh, with the podcast and with stuff I do where I try not to over edit so I'll like if I'm talking sometimes I'll just record and then I'll like post something just to like get myself out of that oh, like cycle yeah, yeah, yeah. of like yeah. over editing myself or trying to get everything perfect so yeah. you know oh, it's funny. hard but we'll have to start a beheaded perfectionist anonymous. <laughs> I'll I have just, to start I think this is genius. I love I it. I mean, because how many people have been told things like that? We just have to start like a whole movement and we find really out how do. many people there are out there who've been like told something by a psychic. Yeah. And it wasn't even the point. It, it wasn't even the point. No. Yeah. Like of the whole yeah. thing. It was just like an aside, like, oh, by the way, yeah. Oh, like, by the way. Over by a car yeah. Oh, by the way, like you were beheaded, you were run over by a car. You had a really gruesome death. Anyway, it's gonna be sunny tomorrow. Um, you're gonna meet a tall, dark stranger. Like it's was like, my let's tall go back darks. to the part where I was yeah. run over by the like lawnmower that was yeah like I just like a like a little more detail <laughs> final on destination like just, run over by a lawnmower just, yeah like that just I just want to come back to that because yeah like wow wha yeah I'm gonna post this on I'm gonna oh, literally yeah. I should like say this on the radio and have people tweet and be like have I you ever like had this know. happen I might yeah. do it I might do it yeah. I'm, I don't know if my bosses will appreciate that break but 
I'm going to, I'm going to give them a heads up and be like, I'm going to, I want to do a, a focus group here and see how many people have had this happen. It. It's necessary. It. I think we can all relate. I think it's necessary. I yes. think it's an overlooked phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's an overlooked that we all have been, you know, past life. <laughs> Beheaded and nobody and ran over. Like I yeah. never said, and then I was able to email you about it. I was like, fine, I can share yeah. this. This is opening know. up now. This yeah. is like it was. This is like therapy. It it's it like was. Oh it was God. like, thank God I get to like let this out. You know, yeah. I I'm think not I alone. told one person and they kind of just ignored it. You know, but I yeah. finally like yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you can relate. relate. Usually yeah. I get oh. looks. Usually I get the I think no. that's what I okay. got. And and so then because they said that, I just sort of didn't share it. But then yeah. you got it. So I was like, okay, I'll, I, I can share it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I really yeah. want to have uh, <laughs> like a psychic or a past life person on the podcast too and just see if they say the same thing. Because I'm so curious, yeah. like if it was for yeah. shock value or if it yeah. was just like yeah. pulling things out of thin air or if it was re- like, I'm so curious, yeah. you know, because yeah. I feel like that's a very particular thing to just say. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'll have to keep you posted, Elizabeth. I will. Um, so really quickly before we uh, get out here, I know I said that before, but um, what are your, <laughs> I always, this, I told you I do this and then I edit, you'll watch and it's going to be podcast magic. It's going to be edited down. You're going to be like, wow, we had such a great like hour conversation. Um, <laughs> but what are your pop culture obsessions? Like, what do you love? I know you said Taylor Swift. I'm sure you're inspired by pop culture as well, but what are things right now that you're loving things that you always go back to? Like, what are the things that you gravitate towards? Gosh, I don't know. I, well, I watched a lot of I watched like a lot of shows that are just sort of random shows like I'll watch them over and over again mm-hmm. so it's something Same. I do by myself because nobody wants to like watch something over and over and over with me um but I just like to do it it's just very soothing it's just very exciting and then like and I like see things that I'm like oh I didn't realize this you know about the show or something and so I get it's, it's weird like how I, I get so excited by that I'm like oh I didn't get that like she was his cousin like oh <laughs> so that just <laughs> kind of gratifies me so um yeah so that's just sort of a weird thing about me but yeah what what other pop culture obsession I mean I suppose like Megan and Harry I'm kind of in mm. really yeah okay. it's royal family stuff yeah yeah it's just a drama on so many levels it and really is real people but yeah it's really like- the what's that that show oh crown the crown it's like the crown oh, yeah. in real life yeah it's like the crown in real life. obviously i think uh. that's actually what it's based on so pro- that's probably true that's probably crown what it is. is a great show too yeah, yeah it yeah. is but, oh i know i know and it's kind of like really sad because i mean she comes from like obviously this really dysfunctional family and then mm. she marries into the royal family i know they're, they're a really dysfunctional family like in like very own, famously known as being dysfunctional famously known yeah. dysfunctional family and then you kind of see this like train wreck sort of happen where you're like she's walking into another dysfunctional family yes. and she's like oh it's all gonna be golden now i'm like gonna get married and it's like mm. yeah but do you know like the whole history of that family because obviously we all know it right so yeah. Not I mean, princess die. Right. Like yeah, all that stuff like happened to her. Whole, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And because that whole, from that whole era, it was like everyone who married into the family kind of ran out screaming at some point. So you're like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's probably not going to go really well, but then you're kind of hoping it doesn't. I mean, it obviously it sounds like it's, it's going well, you know, in some mm. ways now. Thankfully. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, but it's kind of so like, wow. I don't know. It was just, I mean, I kind of thought about it. I'm like, well, is this going to be good? Is it going to be Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I mean, it's still but, going, right? It's still we'll going. It's, yeah. it's not, it's not as bad as I, no, no. it's not. And they have it's two not. beautiful kids. Yeah. And, and they're, you know, they're that. living their best life over here. So they are. yeah, yeah. It's so they true. Landed on their feet, you know, and it's Harry kind things. of got left, which is, mm-hmm. it's one of those things that we all just kind of watch. Like yeah. every, even though we're, cause I think yeah. it's so fascinating to us. Cause we don't have, like, we don't have a Royal family here. Like no, no. it's not like how the president's like, it's different than like the president's family. So it's like different. the yeah. Royal family. Like it's just such a different world. So, so I totally watch all that stuff. Like the Royal weddings. Every time there's one, I'm like, Oh God, this is amazing. We need to watch this. So I totally understand. I totally get that vibe. Um, but yeah, I love that. That's a real, that's a good one. And also, by the way, you're not crazy. Maybe it's just a thing because we we both have died in a past life gruesomely. <laughs> but I also do the thing where I watch shows and I'll like rewatch and it I like I think it's like watch. a comfort show thing. It's a comfort thing. It's a comfort, I think it's a comfort thing. Like you yeah. kind of know what's gonna happen. It's not like a shock, like someone tells you, you died in a past life. That's shocking, you know. But that this is, is shocking. like 
you know kind of what's going to happen, but then you get to kind of watch more closely. You get to see more stuff. So I'm glad it's not just me. Yeah. yeah. No, Some not at all. That I watch, you know, they don't like to watch something over and over again. Really I love it. I love it. Yeah. I think it's I'm great. I'm so glad you like this. Yeah. Movie. Look, we're just like, it's we're processing. Lovely. We're processing. Yeah. It's like uh, processing. Yeah. It is exactly. like processing. Yeah. And it's comforting. And that's honestly, yes. you know, in the world we live in, anything comfortable, I'll take 100%. Yeah. yeah it's 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth, what does basic mean to you? Oh, I love that. Well, basically, um, <laughs> I think, love that, it. <laughs> I think to me, basic means like being authentic, like being your basic self. That's mm-hmm. what I think. I love it. That's, that's how I take it because, and that's what I love. It's like, I love that, you know, in your podcast, like you share all these basic things that are sort of behind the social mask in a way, like saying like, well, I'm a perfectionist or, you know, um, yeah, like the story you told about being like in the musical and then somebody saying you didn't do, but I mean, it's like, so it's like you're sharing yourself and, and that's, I admire that because I, I love, you know, I admire when people share their authentic self and like, I want to do that more and more, you know, I and like you going do that. against, you oh, do that in your music. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I try to do, I mean, it's scary to do that. It's so much scarier mm-hmm. to do that than it is to be, you know, so the, to me, that's my definition of, of basic. And um, that's what I think. That's what I think basic is to me. It's I love like it. When, when, you know, when Pope Francis was made Pope and he comes out and everyone's expecting this great wise word because he's like the Pope. So he's supposed to say something really profound or at least pray, you know, and instead he says like, well, I'm just feeling really overwhelmed right now. And I'm wondering if you could pray for me. And wasn't his exact words but it was he just was in my opinion basic like authentic like he's like I'm feeling really over I'm just a guy who feels really overwhelmed and like would you help me out and I thought wow that is such a strong person like that is Mm -hmm. a real person who's not embarrassed to go out and because I I probably would have like wanted to try to pretend I'm you know I know what I'm doing and it's like no he's just like I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, you know, I'm just me. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And now I have this position and <laughs> I'm just making it up as I go along. Like somebody kind of said I should go out here and now I'm out here, you know, but I don't know what I'm, and it's like, that is amazing. I was just like, wow, this is such an amazing person. But I feel like that's, you do that on your show all the time. Oh, well, thank easy. you. No, but it's wow. thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I've never been compared to the Pope before. So I'm like <laughs> very, I'm very happy. Also, that's so best yes. soundbite ever is, uh, <laughs> is, is you saying that Pope Francis is basic. I honestly love He's that so basic. much. The He's dude is basic. basic. The dude is always <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm, you know, I'm feeling uncomfortable. I don't know what I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah. a guy like trying <laughs> to figure it, you know. You know, and we stand Pope Franny. I said we stand Pope Franny. (laughs) He's always in the basic outfits too, like very like you know one one piece of fabric, yeah, yeah, one color with one accessory, like just one accessory. Basic. It's a very Coco (laughs) Chanel thing. She always said like before you leave the house, take off one piece of uh, take off an accessory before you leave the house. So maybe his inspiration was Coco Chanel. It could have. It's very yeah. We're just like going off yeah. on a whole thing now. And people are going to be like, like some sound bites of like Pope Francis is basic. They were beheaded. Like, he here is. we go. <laughs> but I think he is. I really think. I love basic. it. No, I love it. He's I really the do. Most basic person. He does not like put a sugar coat on it. So that's what I always think basic is. It's just weird for me that like basic would be an insult of some kind. Mm. I don't think of it as that. I yeah. I don't anymore. I used to be like, and then I kind of started owning it. And then I kind of was like, well. Let's just be basic together. Pope Francis would own it. He would be like, fuck that. I'm basic. You know, that's what he would say. So (laughs) (laughs) but you're like that too. So it's like, that's just, that's how. Oh my God. I love it. No, I love it. I love it. Something people say and just be like, so what? So I, yeah, yeah. Like, so I'm basic. So I'm the Pope. What and then are you, you do? like, don't have anything to really say. Cause you're like, yeah, but I am. So right. I'm, yeah. And then what are they going to say to, what are they going to say to him? Right. Like, he's the Pope. Like, are they going to be like, right. no, like, oh my God, no, he's the Pope. Like, then he could just turn around and go like, but I'm the Pope. So <laughs> what do you mean? Oh my God, Elizabeth. I love it so much. Please tell us where we can find you, follow you, listen to you, plug it in. Yay. Well, um, you can follow me on Twitter. It's just Elizabeth Tryon is my handle, all one word. Um, Instagram, Eliz Tryon is my handle. So E L I Z T R Y O N. And um, 
then you can find me. Uh, my song Magnetic is coming out. It's available for pre-order. So I'm definitely going to tweet uh, and post that link so that everybody can get it. It's available now on iTunes and Amazon for pre-order and it's coming out May 14th. And then the one for me is coming out June 3rd. So, um, so if you follow me, it's going to be, um, you know, I'll be posting all of that, but, and I'll also post links so that you can actually hear the song and also, um, what else? So you can find me on YouTube. I'm on TikTok, but I'm only, I only have one video. So. Um, but yeah, but pretty much wherever music is streaming, um, you can find my music. Just type in Elizabeth Tryon to any streaming site and you can find me. Amazing. Elizabeth, thank you so much. This was so much fun. We have to do it again and we have to meet oh, up in person to too. Yes. We have to oh, meet up definitely. in person. We're like definitely. 10 minutes from each other. We're like super close. Yeah. I know. Got to. Got to. Oh my gosh. Thank you so, so much. <laughs> thank you for having me. It's an honor You're to welcome. Be All right, that was my conversation with Elizabeth Tryon. I hope that you enjoyed. Please rate, review, subscribe, do all of the things. Tell your friends and tell me who you want me to get back to basic with and what you want me to get back to basic about. As always, follow us on Instagram at Back to Basic Podcast and follow me at Danielle Maria Costa. You're going to start to see some more content populating over there really, really soon. Got some things in the work. And as always, I will see you next week because on Wednesdays, we podcast. <laughs>